When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes. Long Cat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. Chapter 12. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to chapter of my book. You could put in, you could slide in your voice saying the number there, but maybe I will. But maybe I'm sure you can do it without it being obvious, seamless. Yes, yes. Just so, just say the number. So, because I, I can't remember the number, so you'll have to find out afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll you can say it now, actually. So I'll... this is chapter. 12? Well, no, you fill it in afterwards when you edit. Oh, I see. All right, so do that. Uh, all right. Okay. So, Bernard, do we have any more email questions in the Madden Magenta UK Gmail inbox? Oh, yes, we did. We, we do? Yes. Marvellous. We had a, a question uh, from Alan, wink, wink, from Cambridge. Don't wink, wink. say Alan from Cambridge. You're supposed to make up a nom de plume. No, no, darling, that is a nom de plume. That's was, his nom de plume. Yes, no, it was really Nigel from Salisbury. Oh. But I called him Alan from Cambridge so that no one would know who he is. Oh, very clever, Bernard. Isn't that clever? Very clever. Anyway, so Alan... Right. ...says, When will I next have my end away? I live alone. End away? You can date him from that phrase, can't you? Yes, have your end away. Oh, God, he's some ghastly old Burke, isn't he? All right, let's do some bibliomancy on him. So if you listen to a couple of chapters ago, bibliomancy is the art of fortune-telling using books. That's right. And it was such a hit at the last time. We enjoyed the accuracy of the fortune-telling so much that I'm going to use the same book this time. So it's Maggie Smith, A Biography. And uh, on the back it says, Winner of Best Memoir of the Year at the Woman and Home Reader's Choice Book Awards. So that tells you all you need to know. All right, so when's Alan going to get his end away? Uh, so think of a number, Bernard. Uh, 110. 110. So we turn to page, uh, chapter, page 110. <laughs> And uh, give me a number. Make uh, it an early one so I don't have to count down too far on the lines. Uh, four. Four. One, two, three, four. All right. Oh, God. Her friend from the New Faces days, Alice Ghostly, collected the award on her behalf in the music centre adjacent to the Amansan. Alice Ghostly? Ghostly? Oh, my God. Is that really what it says? That, yes, it, and it didn't occur to me. Alice Ghostly. Ghostly. Gosh, you know you know what that means. Maggie is magic. 
Yes, it does. It does. She literally well, she was it. in Harry Potter, wasn't she? She was, she was, yes. There was. we go. And I'm sure that wasn't a coincidence. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll what's his face have so, his end away? And it says new faces, so he's looking to get his end away. Yes. Alice Ghostly. So basically, he's going to have to turn to dead people. I think that's what it means. Oh, really? He's going to have to dig someone up because that's the only chance he's got of a shag. Gosh, it's extraordinary how you can interpret these things. It's extraordinary just how precise and accurate these things well, are. Well, when, when, you, when, you, when you spell it out that way, it is, just seems so obvious, doesn't it? It really does. Do we have any... Oh, I'm, I'm so tempted just to sit here and read out Maggie's biography. <laughs> Do we have any other questions at all? Do you have a question, Bernard? Is anything worrying you? Oh, uh, well, uh, well, will people listen to this in the correct order is what's really worrying me. Well, yes. Yes, if you listen to the last one, you know what the problem is. People listening out of the ru- so, out yes. of order. So, yes, can we do a bit of bibliomancy with that question? All then? right. Give me a number, Bernard. Uh, let's have an early one. Uh, 21. 21. 21. And, right, okay, so that's a new chapter. Schooling in Oxford Exit. Oh, I see. Yes. And give me a number. Uh, three. Three. So, three lines down. One, two, three. Oh, it's it's sort of it's literally half a word. The the line starts with oh, opment, development. But they've split up the word. Opment was past. Opment was part circumstantial, part temperamental. Oh my God! Well, the thing is, they don't know. That means that people are cutting things in half. They don't know what. Oh my God! Cutting things in half so that you don't understand what the bloody hell it's supposed to mean, and it's about the. Temperament and circumstance. Well, this is the, <laughs> this Christ. is extraordinary. You it's, see, people, people. She she knows it works. She knows it Maggie. It works. Well, that, that is quite extraordinary. Yes. We're doing this for real. We should have filmed this to prove it to people. Three in a row. God, is that a new record? <laughs> no. No, of course it isn't. Of course not. No. More like thirty years in a row of getting things right. Absolutely. Mm. All right. So, yes, do send in your questions and Maggie Smith will answer them. Apparently so. Yes. That bloody plane's back. And she doesn't mince her, her words either. Oh, there's a there's a sodding plane. You know, there's a pandemic, everything is closed down, and yet there's a sodding plane circling over this sodding shed. Can you hear it? Can you hear it, Bernard? Well, I can hear it, yes. <sighs> do, do, you think it, do you think it's the Russians? Oh, it must be. But what would they be doing? I don't know. Maybe it's North Korea. What are they doing? I don't know either. Why would they come to Norwich? (laughs) Maybe it's very similar to North Korea and they're trying to figure out, you know, how to make North Korea worse. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I like Norwich very much. Very pleased to be here. All right, let's get back before... Uh, you know, they're very vengeful, the Norwegians. They so I are, expect yes. some letters of complaint. Bring it on! Oh dear. Right, anyway. So today's cocktail is a Super Mario. So it's Italian limoncello. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Mm. With extract of mushroom. So I may have mentioned I micro-dose, or sometimes macro-dose, with mushrooms as a holistic cure. Holistic, do you know what that means, my dear? Uh, not really. Well, it means whole. It's in the title. It's whole. Oh, I see. So it's curing the whole of me. It's balm for my whole. Oh. Being. My whole being. It's... it's. Don't look at me like that. All oh. right. Let's get on with the book. <laughs> Musical flourish. Okay. <clears throat> I'm in Switzerland now, whizzing in a taxi to the Credit Suisse Bank. Look at the lovely clean Swiss things through the window. 
I surreptitiously crack open another miniature vodka, which I'd snaffled off the trolley thing on the plane. I grabbed a fistful on my way to the loo. The air host noticed... You know, I just tried to say air hostess <laughs> and, I, and noticed. And I said, the air host gosh, noticed. Gosh, these Super Marios are strong, aren't they? <laughs> Bloody are. Yes, less the macro, more the bank reducing next time. The air hostess noticed, but looked too preoccupied to say anything. Looked a bit bloody scared, actually. Ha ha ha. This place looks bloody lovely. I bet I'm going to have a lot of fun here. It's so clean-looking, very fresh, tremendously neat, including including the booze. Whee! <laughs> you know, I, I'm supposed to be a bit drunk in this chapter, so this is completely fine. Look, I say to the taxi driver, holding up my miniature and gesturing to its diminutive size. Don't mind me, I josh. I've got a little drink problem. Eh? Oh, this never gets old, that one, does it? <laughs> He didn't reply. I explained further, gesturing to the mini booze, because it's little, see, compared to a normal bottle. This bottle is very small. So my problem is that the drink itself is little. Not that I drink too much. See? It's got layers. (laughs) I'll just allow the listeners to have a moment to have a good laugh. Right. There we go. Okay. Maybe I should keep the fact I'm drinking in his car on the down low, as the kids say. Shh! I remind myself, fingers on lips. Phew, doesn't matter anyway. The taxi driver doesn't give two shits. He hasn't reacted to anything I've said since I climbed into his taxi. But then, from all my experience thus far with the good Swiss people, must be about an hour I've been here now, I would conclude that they are a cold people. Is that racist, Bernard? I think so. I think you can be racist I, about the Swiss. I think the Swiss are fair game. They're aren't they? very much on top of the privilege ladder. Well, they aren't very they? much are. You could be as horrible as you like about the Swiss. I think so. I mean, think of the Nazi gold. Yes, quite. There we go. Quite. And and the the cuckoo clocks. Not that they're. Comp- I'm not saying they're comparable. I'm not. That's the spirit, I pun, and pop goes another miniature lid. I daintily tip the contents down my throat and imagine I'm drinking in a Lilliputian bar. Oh, I should mention that Derek has reappeared and is sat next to me. He isn't happy with my growing inebriation, but I'm on holiday, so he's going to have to lump it. He's jabbering away, although obviously I can't talk back to him. The taxi driver would think I was a madwoman. Blah, blah, Derek jabbers on. He's still panicking about me getting into the security box thing. The atmosphere in the taxi is thick with his anxiety. I'm amazed it's not affecting the quality of the driving. You're an excellent driver, I tell the taxi man. Credit where it's due. I stifle a burp and try to tune Derek out. There's probably some kind of legal process before they let us at the box. Oh, this could drag on for ages. Certainly longer than three days. Oh, God, even if we did have that time, which we don't, I interject. They might eventually decide you're not even entitled to the bloody box anyway. Oh, God. He really should have thought about this beforehand. Shoving everything into three days is insanely optimistic. It's obvious what we should do. He should go back to heaven, and I'll gain access to his valuables in my own time. It might take three days, it might take three years. But he doesn't bloody need to be here annoying me. Derek reads my message and responds in a slow, measured way, as if speaking to an unspeakably thick person, the cheek of it. He says slowly, thank you for your input. 
I can see why you think that, but it's not an option. This must be done in three days, and I have to be here for you to do it. Why, I demand, he's hiding something. He clears his throat. Oh-hoo, I sense the imminent arrival of new revelations. Lucky old me, eh, being drip-fed information. Lucky, lucky old me. It's not as if I'm entitled to know what the F the deal is from the beginning, is it? Why are you looking at me like that? I realize I'm glaring at him quite vigorously. Keep talking, I slur, waving him on. Derek shifts uncomfortably. It's more complicated than I might have originally suggested. Ha! Huh, I knew it! The fact is, the brownie points must be cashed in either while I'm still alive or in the first couple of years after my death. Obviously, I've been dead for ages, so I'm actually exploiting a loophole concerning the heavenly definition of life, or life force. Think of it like a computer game. I've spent years accumulating enough life force to last for three days, and now, for three days, I will exist in the energized state of a spirit who has only just left his corporeal body. So we have to give the money to charity within those three days before I revert back to dead for 20 years Derek. Catchy nickname. I purse my lips thoughtfully. That sounds like a load of old bollocks, I say. Well, that's how it works. There's no point complaining about it. Everyone is part of the system, whether they want to be or not, and that's that. His voice has gone rather high-pitched. Oh, dear. All right, let me do high-pitched Derek. Uh, I suppose if it doesn't... Oh, it just sounds like me, doesn't it? Yes, maybe. Don't worry about that. All right. I suppose if it doesn't work, he continues hysterically, I can always just work my bloody ass off again, and then maybe in another 24 years I might have enough points for three more bloody days. Apart from I can't do that, can I? Because in 24 years, you'll be bloody ancient or dead. And then who could claim the box on my behalf? No, we have to do it while you're still reasonably young, while you're still capable of fulfilling basic commands. We have to do it in three days. It's all a bit Super Mario for my liking, a fact that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because after Derek's intimate encounter with the ground, completing Mario World was part of my grieving process. Instead of crying, I would power up and battle turtles. To this day, I can't look at a mushroom without feeling a twinge of sadness. Actually, that's not true. I look at mushrooms all the time now, and you I don't feel mushrooms. a damn thing. In fact, if anything, I feel a sense of anticipation. Did you did you know about this Super Mario bit in this chapter when you chose the cocktail for the beginning of this episode? <laughs> you know, I don't think I did. I think this is another uncanny, uh, magical thing. You're extraordinarily magic today, aren't you? I really am. I am really, truly... The real deal. All right. Derek is trying to drum his fingers on the car seat. It's not working. His fingers keep penetrating the plastic. I briefly wonder how he's managing to sit in the car at all without falling through to the road. And then I decide I don't care. Stop the car, he suddenly declares ineffectually. I need time to think. We can't go to the bank yet. He stares intently out the window for a while, unaware that the car hasn't stopped. Derek comes to after a few moments and turns to me. Tell the taxi driver to go to the Hotel Kakakasha. Big pardon? It's spelled K-U-C-K-U-C-K-S-U-H-R. And it's a real word. You can look it up, all right? It means cuckoo clock, Derek says, as if reading my mind. He better not be. Looking pleased with his linguistic abilities and momentarily regaining his confidence, smarm. I sigh and pop my head between the two front seats. 
Excuse me, my good man, I say to the taxi driver, enunciating carefully. I have changed my mind. I would like to go somewhere else before I sojourn to Le Bank. The taxi driver is, of course, entirely unresponsive to my dulcet tones. I wonder if he's died en route, but is so swissly efficient, he's still able to complete the journey. I continue regardless. Can you drive me to the Hotel Kokshaka instead? Derek rolls his eyes. The driver nods almost imperceptibly, having understood my deliberately, childishly mispronounced instruction. I relax back into the car seat and emulate the driver's catatonic attitude. Derek lapses into silence, no doubt plotting badly our next move. Well, there we go. That was very short, wasn't it? Well, no, actually, that, that's a reasonable length. Oh, really? Yes. I could do another one. The next one is very, very short as well. Oh, well, let's stick that one And on the one then. after that. It does get a bit more interesting. I mean, that's just me sat in a taxi, isn't it? Yes, I suppose so. Do, 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 do a little bit more then, shall All right, so... Uh, this this chapter says chapter 10 by my reckoning, but I don't think it is. Oh, I think it's 14 or something now. Right. I'm sat in my functional beige room at the Hotel Cuckoo Clock, texting Bernard. I've just had a shower and drank the contents of the tea and coffee tray in an attempt to sober up. It didn't work, so I had a snifter of the home-brewed holistic remedy I keep in my bag. Over 100 millilitres and they didn't find it. And it's absolutely rammed with dubious stimulants. <laughs> It's picked me up like nobody's business. I could probably run a marathon at a sprint right now. Bernard has sent me 32 messages in the past three hours. He seemed a little perturbed when I told him the plan had changed and that me and Derek were staying in a hotel overnight. Then this is tech speak. So can you do that thing uh, in films, Bernard, where they do tap-de-tap noises? Uh, yes. You know, they always, for some reason, in when they're hacking into government records oh, and when stuff. they're type, typing on computers, they, the computers make a sort of beep, 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 beep. Yes, and they do it for phones as well, like we're all back in 1999. Yes. So do a tappy noise while I'm doing this, all right? Or, or, or Actually, right. you could tap it, you could do it right now. Well, uh, yes, yes, I suppose. Hold, I could... Go on, hold your keyboard up to the microphone. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Are you and Derek getting on well? Is he vanishing again before bedtime? Hope so, exclamation mark. Uh, open mouth face X X X X X X X X X You do do a lot of X's, but well, I I send you a lot of kisses. Yes, he's jealous. But how can you be jealous of a ghost? I suppose Derek is my ex, and in a way, we never actually broke up. Most partners might have a problem with that. But still, I think Bernard has taken the whoopy demi Patrick love scene from Ghost a bit too seriously. Oh, oh. A book. Maggie! The Maggie Smith book just mysteriously just fell. fell onto the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Maggie's here with us in spirit as well as wherever she lives as yes. well. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, yes. Taking the whoopee demi Patrick love scene from Ghost too seriously, if he thinks Derek and I are capable of hanky-panky. There's more texting now. Yes, of course, silly Billy. XXX. That was me. I write, meaning, yes, Derek is disappearing before bedtime. My phone pings with a new message about three seconds later. Tap-de-tap. So you are getting on well then? Oh, I thought he was a bit of dick. He deaf was when alive. Absolute Belendio. X, 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 X. And then, then, then it's me t- tippy-tapping. No, no, no. I mean he is going before bed. Not that we are getting on well. Not getting on at all. The annoying man. Yes, Belendio Supremo. Yuck. X, X, X. Thanks, Derek snaps, reading over my shoulder. Do you mind? I shout. Bit of privacy, please. My phone pings again. Okay, tap, tap. 
Keep me updated. Worrying about you. Be safe. Dave sends doggy kisses. I send husband kisses. Lindsay also sends lols. XXX. Do you remember when you used to put that? Thinking it meant lots of love. Oh, yes, I remember that, yes. How embarrassing. Yes, no, yes, bless. He's a bit wet, isn't he? Derek sneers, still reading over my shoulder. Go away, Derek! He's not wet. He's a lovely, caring man who isn't afraid to show his family he loves them. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Yes, that is nice. I like that. Derek pretends to be sick in the waste paper basket, and I can't say I blame him. I never normally spout that kind of soppy rubbish, but how often do you have to justify your current husband to your dead one? I've sobered up now. Why aren't we going to the bank yet? I snap. Because the plan has changed. Derek sits on the edge of the bed and affects a dramatic pose. Head tilted, legs crossed to the side, steely gaze. He arches an eyebrow like a tropical caterpillar. As in the, the eyebrows like a tropical caterpillar. Not not tra- not not the tropical caterpillars. Yeah, they, they, they don't have eyebrows as No, such, I don't think they do... arch them either. Do they? No. they might have eyebrows. Well, they've, they've got a number of eyes, haven't they? Yes, exactly. Maybe they have... Do they? No, they have lots of legs. Yes, don't don't caterpillars have eyes of some sort as well? I don't know. Do they have eyebrows? That's the question. Yes. Maybe maybe if they're particularly exotic, they have eyebrows. Yes, they have very big eyebrows. Yes. yes. Little mustachio. I assume the pose forewarns of some kind of declaration. What do you mean the plan's changed, I demand breathlessly. The rescue remedy has made me feel somewhat tight-lunged. Derek arches the other eyebrow so that it meets the original halfway up his forehead. Magenta isn't going to open the security box after all, he begins. Why are you referring to me by my name? I'm right here, I point out. Derek pretends I haven't said anything. We don't need magenta anymore, he continues, because we're going to resurrect Derek Mullinger. Good Lord. I know, end of the chapter. Can you hear me excavating my ear hole right now? No, and in fact... What if I do that? In fact, if you hadn't said that, none of the listeners would have known. Oh! So that's lucky, isn't it? Yes, thank goodness for that. We don't want that kind of visual ruining my glamorous image. Yes. There's another short chapter. We could do that. Well, it, we are at 30 minutes. Oh, are we? So we, we could we could maybe leave it there. Yes, let's leave it there. God, yes. Why am I doing more work when I don't have to? All right. Well, um, write in, tell us your problems. Don't pretend you don't have any. Uh, allow Maggie and I to help you. Um, keep listening. You! <laughs> there we go. New catchphrase. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafar. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. 
You'd love to retire here? What is this? Season 2. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.